Okay, good morning, everybody. Today, we're we'll be learning that. Hey, Masecha Sota. I saw Andrew's mentor, Haver uh, Stui Shabbos. We're almost related to Shlita now. And he uh, came up to me and he said, So, what did, ha- what, what did you say in your introduction to Soto? So, I was telling him all the stuff about the double standard. He's like, All I focused on was Rashi. I'm just so happy to have Rashi. I was reading every Rashi. So, welcome back, Rashi. We mentioned that, but Stui really loves Rashi, as he should. So, anyway, let's do the last line on Dalad Amad Beis. Ela Rabbi Yochanan. What's going on here? Three words from the end, do you see it? Three on the last line. We were making a connection between infidelity and haughtiness. We're talking about the Sota guys, and there's an infidelity theme here that we start with, Rahman al-Itzlan. Obviously, an infidelity is you're going to require a lack of sense of tzniyas and humility, right? And a person who loses their way as we've said already, so many famous Gemaras in Sota. This has been quite a trip already. A uh, person doesn't do Averas. Elaim Kane, he is taken over by a Ruach Shtus, right? Talks about, I mean, right? When you talk about Sota, you talk about wayward behavior. When you talk about wayward behavior, you can't talk about that without talking about, you know, what might be the source. And certainly, uh, right, having, losing your way involves uh, not really seeing things clearly, Right, uh, in the Shabbos of Gadol Joshua, the Rabbi Marwick gave, he spoke about, he went, he, he skipped halacha, he went straight into Emuna Pshuta. That was the topic of his Shabbos of Gadol Joshua. The Emuna the intellectual, um, so, rational explanation of what Emuna Pshuta means. It was very, very moving and inspiring. And he quoted the famous idea of Rabbi Khan Wasserman. How do you expect Emuna of a 12 year old girl? Or a 13-year-old boy. You know that that's the first mitzvah in the Rambam's Minyan HaMitzvahs. How can that be expected of someone when the Rambam himself writes that Aristotle wasn't able to reach that philosophically, that he fell short? So he says that there's something called an emunah pshuta in Hashem, understanding la'amin be'Hashem. That's what we experienced at Pesach. The idea that we were introduced to Hashem that we can trust and believe in, that Hashem that, that is there is something that is inborn in us. What could drive it away? Feeling, Ruach Shtus could drive it away. But it's there prior to the Ruach Shtus driving it away. And nothing drives away the Shekhinah better than being full of yourself, right? If there's only room for you, then that, then there's no room for Hashem. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan, right, he said, we quoted a Pasuk, and he says, as we finally arrive at Hamad Aleph, Afilu Oset Stokka Beseser, even if you do one of the greatest mitzvahs that people can do. I happen to know, from first I had an experience that Stewie and Andrew are busy running around Baltimore doing this all day. They're giving Tzaka B'Seser. I won't tell anyone, don't worry, there's nobody here. Says, says, the, uh, says the Gemara, right? We have a Pasuk and Mishle that says, there's nothing that can turn over Hashem's anger better than giving somebody a gift. What? The highest form uh, uh, a gift in right uh, in secret. They don't even know that it's not somebody there who's going to be beholden to you or is going to owe you back or anything like that or even gratitude. Just giving for the sake of giving. What could be greater than that? And yet even that, 
will not spare a person from Gehenna, as Rashi explains in the second line of Rashi, even though this amazing behavior of giving tzedakah b'seser is going to be mechaper, there's one thing it can't be mechaper for, which is haughtiness. That's how awful and destructive haughtiness, in fact, is. Okay, so keep it humble and kind, Andrew, please, as you always do. Okay, so three lines down on Hamad Aleph. Azar Lagasse Ruch Minayin. Let's look at more sources for not being arrogant. Or as we used to say when we were in middle school, conceited. He's so conceited. Amarava Amar Zairi. Pasukin Yirmiyahu. Shimu Vahazinu Al Tigbao. So a lot of Pasukin Yirmiyahu, you should be attentive and Al Tigbao, right? Don't raise yourself, which is to say, don't be conceited. Ravnachman Bar Yitzchak Amar Mehacha. He had a different pasuk. The pasuk is actually in Chumash. It says, "Veram Yeah, it says in the Chumash itself that when you have a haughty heart and you lift up your heart, you're going to forget Hashem. We know this, right? And also says you should be careful, Shamer, right? Be careful that you don't forget Hashem. So again, it says it's a causation. You see the correlation here, Barry? That. You shouldn't forget Hashem. And how do you forget Hashem? You put the two together, you add it up, turns out that if you have a haughty heart, you forget Hashem, which is something you shouldn't do. As Rabbi Law said, Yeah. When you have those words, those are the key words that teach you that you are dealing with a lotasai. So the Kiddush of here is not only, right, is it a good idea, right, to not. Uh, be haughty, but it's an actual iser lav in the Torah, right? When you connect those two psukim, there's an iser lav, and that is uh, that that makes it uh, even more severe. That there are no circumstances can you be haughty. Nine lines down, darash of avira, more about arrogance. Zimnin amar la mishmeid ravasi, zimnin amar la mishmeid ravami. You know ravasi and ravami. Do you ever go to uh, up north in Israel and see the shul of ravami and ravasi? That that was definitely a, a, a pair of yish, rish, uh, amazing gedolim. Called of sheish bagasos haruach, lesof mitzmaid. Yeah, we learn in Eov that it, that those those uh, haughty people will eventually be cut down. The bigger they are, they are the harder they fall. Shenemar rumo meat. They are those who are exalted. This is an Eov will be decreased. V'shem atomar yeshno beolam. Maybe you stay. Wait a minute. That person will still exist in the world. Well, see now. Now what we're doing is recording the pasuk piecemeal. So let me let me tell you the pasuk. It's in Eov. It's easy to remember. Eov twenty four twenty four. You ready? Did you know that there were twenty four chapters in Eov? You got you got to get involved. My uh, father in law, Rabbi Dixstein Oliver Shalom, used to teach Eov a lot. Anyway, Rumu Meat Veeinenu Vehumchu Kachol Yikapsun Ucharosh Shibolus Imalu. We're gonna pick this pasuk apart. It means they who are exalted Meat. He will cut down to size. And then they're gone. And then they're crushed, like all that leap away. And then they're snapped off like the top of the, of the stalk. Like bris mila, snip off. So he says like this. Okay. So again, you think, so that's how you know you're cut down to size. Ah, maybe you still exist. No, you're going to be gone. And what if you do tshuva? That's what it means. Then 
you become so holy that you live out your full life. There's no kares, there's no nothing. You'll live uh, ad seva until good old ripe age, like Avram Avinu did. How do we know? That's what it means. It says they are crushed and then they'll be leap away. What is crushing? What's leap away? That means that you will, if you crush yourself, right? It means that if you actually allow yourself to uh, break your soul, so to speak, right, and return, so then you'll be able to leap out of that scenario. So there's always room for tshuva in this area. Okay. What is it? Kakol. So that's how they associated with Avram uh, Avinu, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and that's why they say that you will live, they correlate that to living to ripe age of Avram Avinu, because the word v'humku kakol is in there. bakol mikol kol. Because when it comes to the Avos, we say the words famously bakol mikol kol, right? We have that all. By Avram it says, v'ashem bireches Avram bakol. And then when it says with, with Yitzchak that he ate mikol, uh, from everything that uh, he was given already, when Esav tries to go get the bracha, he said, I already ate mikol. And then, uh, famously, when Yaakov meets Esav again, Esav says, Yeshli Rav, Yaakov says, Yeshli Kol. Okay, so Bakol Mikol Kol is uh, indicative of having it all. There's nothing that you are lacking, and there will be nothing that you're lacking if you do the tshuva in this regards. However, says the Gemara, But if you don't repent, then you will be snapped off like the top of a stalk. Okay. Mayu Varoshi Bolos, why the top of the stalk? So the Gemara says, Ravuna Ravchista, uh, uh, disagreed on this. Like the bristles on top. Do you know what is the anatomy of a stalk, Barry? That has like a stalk, uh, a wheat stalk has a uh, stalk and then at the top it has like the bristles. So so one said that it was the bristles on top. No, the stalk itself gets broken. What kind of machlokas is this? Says the Gemara. I can understand if you say the, right, the uh, brush on top of the stalk, that's what it means. The top of the, the top of the wheat stalk. That's the part that gets broken off. If you say breaking off at the actual stem, then what does it mean when it says the head of the stalk? Yeah, when a guy goes into his field of dreams and he starts to cut down the stalks, what does he do? He harvests, that's how you harvest. You go at a certain level, Let's say you start at shoulder level, then you go at waist level, then you go at knee level. So you're doing the height. And what ends up happening, Barry? The tallest stalks get cut first, which is to say the tallest, most haughty people get cut down first. See how that works? If you're haughty of yourself and you lift yourself up, your head's sticking out. It's going to get chopped off, Barry. All right, here we go. Not yours. Chas v'shalom. We're talking, we could use Barry as an example because he's the most humble one amongst us. Is that fair to say, Andrew? I would say so. Uh, the fairness, the, the, the humility to ability and contribution ratio and barriers off the charts. I, we've said too much. We want to keep him in Lama Duval. Okay. Psukim, a lot of Psukim from Isaiah. Here we go. The es daka ushfal ruach. Okay. So what's going on here? So the Pasuk says that a person who's daka ushfal ruach, marom kadosh eshkon. Right? I'm going to like dwell amongst he who is humble. Uh, the Afro, just like we said. So what does it mean? That, that in other words, oh, here's a fascinating machlokas, Andrew. Check, check this out. This is the machlokas. It says that I will dwell with the person who is what? Let, let, let's, let's read this uh, carefully. Who's de- depressed. And low spirit. Hashem will be with them. 
So Ravun of said had the following arguments. Unbelievable. One said, which means to say the depressed, lowly person is going to be with me. He's going to be exalted to my level. That eventually he'll come out of it. The Chadamar, no. Ani es daka. No. I'm going to go down to him. See the difference? Hashem. So if one is depressed and down, so one says, Hashem, you know what, will lift you up. And the other says, no, 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 no. I'm going to come to you. You don't have to be lifted up. You're perfect where you are. I'm going to come to you and you're going to feel exalted in the place where you are. And, and which do we think we hold like? The second one. Says the Gemara, It makes sense that Hashem would come down to you. Why? Kodesh Baruch Hu made all these tall Alps and mountains. Where did he have the Matan Torah? Al Har Sinai. On Har Sinai, the lowliest of mountains. Below Gava Har Sinai Limala. And we didn't need Har Sinai to rise up like the Queen of the Alps, uh, like the Matterhorn, Andrew, in Switzerland. No. Har Sinai, that's all we need. Or related to that, a person should always learn to love loneliness from, uh, from the sensibilities of a Kaddish Baruch Hu because he, again, where he, he was able, he passed by a gajillion high hills and mountains in order to go to Harsinai, right? And then we skip and the parentheses over here. And that is the lesson, the lesson of humility. Okay. How about more consequences of being conceited? You should be shut, cut down like what? Like the Asherah tree. You know the Asherah tree? The uh, Psukim in the Torah teach you that when you have a tree that people worship, like a bunch of knuckleheads, that has to be uprooted. Anyway, that arrogant people will be cut down. Yeah, those who think that they're much tall, they're going to be cut down. Like the Titanic, Andrew, right? The unsinkable ship. How did that work out? Right? The Asherah trees will be cut down. You see what's going on here? The word Geduim and Tegadeun. The word Geduim is from Isaiah. Tegadeun is from Tvarim. Be that as it may. You put the two together and you see that it's like an Asherah tree. Or, A person who is haughty, his dust won't be shake, shook. What, what, who wants their dust shaken? Yeah. It's amazing, everyone, the dust shakes, right? But not if you're arrogant, uh-uh, you're going to stay in the dirt. Right? Come and sing, those who are in the dust. See, shokve be'afar means that you're in the dust. That's true of everyone, guys, eventually. But shokne afar means people who are kind of like visiting. They're shachain, which means to say, says the Gemara, Mishinasa shachain le'afar b'chayav, yeah. That means a person who dwells in the dust, which is to say a person who is humble in their lifetime, that who is going, that's who's going to be called for the resurrection. Furthermore, a person who is haughty, the shechina is going to cry for him. Yeyeda is a lushan of uh, crying, of grieving. So that's a pasuk to heal him, actually. That a person who is, right, exalted, he, even though he is a gavami merchak, right, exalted and at times distant, he's crying from afar when he sees this, okay? Darsh Rav Avira, Avira, I don't know exactly how his name was pronounced. I think in, when he lived in Israel, it was Avira. Then he moved to Baltimore, and it was Avira. 
be that as it may, they, um, they, um, he says the following. This is actually the same pasuk in Tehillim. The Kavar Mimechakeda is kind of the punchline. Kadosh Baruch Hu is not like other kings. Why? Like Andrew, you can't make an appointment with Biden, with Joe Biden, because, you know, he's too big to see you. He's only seeing the, the biggest dignitaries. Right? Even Andrew can't make an appointment with him, let alone me and Barry. Okay, no, no, no. Even though he's, he lives close, he's right here, 45 minutes we're there, but no. But it's the exact opposite of the Karsh Baruch guys. There's nobody higher than Hashem, obviously, and he sees the lowly of the lows. There it is. That's the beginning of that same Pasuk we just quoted in Tehillim, where it says, right, even though Hashem is exalted, he sees the lowly. Uh, David was very, very attuned to this. Okay, that's the beginning of the same Pasuk in Tehillim that ends with, Very good. Okay, more about arrogance. Not good. That's it. There's not enough room in this world for the two of us. He who is Melashen, right? Who slanders his neighbor. Him... I'm going to cut down. And a person with haughty eyes and an expansive heart. Ooh. So you think expansive heart is good. No, no, no. This means like you're full of yourself and you raise your eyebrows. You raise, raise your eyes. You think you're something else, huh? I can't take it. I just, just I can't. I can't do it. Don't say, oh, so. Uh, this is, a, by the way, Pasuk Tehillim again. Right? Means like I can't. Take him or whatever it means. Ito, I can't be with him. Hashem literally thinks that he cannot uh, coexist with such a person. Well, Hashem's always going to exist, guys. So if you can't coexist with a haughty person, you know who's going to go. Okay. Some say that this pasuk, because it says Melashne b'seiser, mm-hmm. right? So the, in other words, the pasuk says Melashne b'seiser. And then it says, Well, the Pasuk is talking about two types of people. The is the conceited person. The Melashim B'Seser, that sounds like it's talking about what? Let me read it straight, sorry. Yeah, those who say this, this Pasuk is saying, who can I not coexist with? People who say Lashon Hara. Right, that's what the Pasuk actually says. All right, I'll try to be better, Andrew. That's, that's a scary thing, right? Okay. I thought everybody speaks Lashon Hara. All right, we're going to try to have to cut that down. Okay. Amar Rabbi Alexandri. Any person who has any haughtiness, even a light wind, can, you know, stir him around. The Rishayim, this is the Pasuk in Isaiah again, they're going to be driven like the sea. Okay. I mean... You know, we're not scientists, this is earth science, but the idea is supposed to be that, you know, you would think that the ocean, with has, how many reviuses are in the ocean? A lot, like a real whole lot, like a gajillion. And yet, the wind is, can blow that all away or around. Plenty. Uh, tornadoes and everything. Storms. Anyway, but we, a human being who has tech, okay, who is thought of as having only a revius of blood, Allah has a comma, comma. Point is, guys, we're very easy to, to move around, so we should be very careful 
because we could we could be easily agitated, um, and it's just interesting. Gasos ruach, we could be agitated by a light wind. Varishayim ki yam nigraj. So that's it's uh, associating gasos ruach with rishus, right? A person who has who is arrogant is a rasha, and therefore, if you think the sea could be flipped around, certainly a person can. So nobody should think that they're unsinkable and beyond uh, being flipped around. Um, you should never, you should never have that kind of haughtiness to think that, like you know, kochavi otzmiyadi, and I can handle this easily. Okay, it lines up from the bottom of Hey Amudalef, Amar of Chia Barashi Amarav. Maybe some degree of self-respect is in order sometimes. Talmud Chacham Tzarech Shiyebo Echad Mishmona Bishminis, very famous concept that Talmud Chacham should have one sixty-fourth, I think, an eighth of an eighth, right of. Uh, of a certain amount of self-respect, or you call it, right? If you look at all the Moses Farm, they say you can't just be absolutely, absolutely, uh, think of yourself as nothing, because after all, your Tamil Chacham has to dress properly, has to give off a good impression, I suppose. Yeah, that... It, she, he should carry that kind of regal uh, uh, decorum or whatever, the way they carry themselves, should have some degree of self-respect, but like a sasa le shibolta, getting back to this uh, beard on the on the shibolet, right, that we were talking about before, I, I may have said wheat, whatever, wheat, the stalk, right, whether it's wheat or barley, whatever it is, that stalk at the end has this crown in the sense that, you know, you should seem put together, but that's not your essence. That's what the Maharsha says, quoted in the Art Scroll. That's not your essence. It's just, you know, a little bit of a, of a presentable uh, presentation, but don't, don't let it get to your head, literally and figuratively, right? Don't, don't think that that's great. Just have a certain amount of uh, gravitas when you walk into a room. Okay. I, I'm not a Tam Chacham, so I don't, have this, I don't have this responsibility. I could just be, I could just walk around in my pajamas. <laughs> I'm a Rava, I think. Uh, uh, in a state of communication uh, is right, Bishamta. Shimta is when you go put into Kherim. So, Ubishamta Delaysbe. So, Rava, who's the great Rosh Hashiva, said that really you have to have some, you have to have it in, in the right measure because if you don't, if you have any haughtiness, you should be in Kherim. But if you don't have anything at all, no self respect at all, and you're just a schlub, then you also should be in Kherim. However, the valedictorian of Masechus Pesachim says, Now, you don't have any, a little bit, you don't have to have a full, and you don't even have to have a little. Is it a small thing that it says, to Avas Hashem right? You look at the Pesach in Mishlei, and it says, everybody who's haughty is a to'eva. It's mamish despicable. So if it's an abomination, maybe you should just err on the side of humility, says Rav Nachman Yitzchak. You know, you, you know, we can't trust ourselves to have uh, that titration, you know, down to the millimeter where we have a 64th. So, you know what? You're err on the side of having less than 64th. It's like that. Act, you know, I'm, I'm a rubber guy. You know that. Like, he doesn't need my, um, my, uh, you know, <laughs> approval. But, uh, but on this, I hear what Ramnachman Bayezchak is saying. Okay, five lines up on the bottom. The benefits of being humble. Amar Chizkia. Ain't filasa shel adam nishmas elaim kain mesim libo kavasar. Mesim libo kavasar. A person's tefila is not heard unless he makes his heart soft. 
right? It, having a hard heart, guys, uh, not coincidence, right? Hashem hardened Paro's heart. Hardening the heart means you just don't have, you're not receptive to the word of Hashem. It's a stubbornness that comes with arrogance, right? Pasuk in Isaiah, chapter 66. Did you know that there were more than 66 chapters in Isaiah, Andrew? That's a lot of Isaiah. Yavo kol Every Rosh Chodesh, Midei Chodesh, every person who is a Basar, all flesh, shall come and, you know, dab and, and, and uh, bow down to Hashem. I'm Rabbi Zeyer, Basar, Ksivbeveneer Pa. And related to that, Rabbi Zeyer says that when it says Basar, if you make your heart like flesh, that, and you don't take yourself too seriously, right, unlike um, Paro, who hardened, who hardened his heart, Hashem hardened his heart. Let's get into Bechir Chavshis there, it's a whole conundrum there. But that are solved in many ways by the philosophers. But be that as may, Adam lo pa. Then when it says the word Adam, it doesn't say venir pa. When it says the word basar, it says venir pa. Which is to say that if you think you're all that, you're not you're not uh, susceptible to tshuva and you're not going to be healed. Whereas if you think that you are basar, if you're soft and you allow yourself to be vulnerable to the word of Hashem, then you can always be redeemed. May we all be redeemed. Imher be'amenu. Related to that, Amr Yochanan, he thinks that the word Adam and Basar, the great Rosh Hashiv of Meretz Yisrael, thinks that those words are acronyms. So Adam is an acronym for Afer Dam Mara. Right? Adam is what you think when you're the man, literally and figuratively. So that's an acronym for Afer Dust, Dam, Blood, and Mara, Bile. You're gross. Whereas Basar, Basar is a good thing, right? Basar is Busha, Shrucha, and Rima. Uh, no, that's not good either. Busha is shame, Shrucha is fell, and Rima is worms. Thing is, srucha is usually with a samech, and basar is with a sin. So, ikadam rishol dechsev besin. Yeah, sheol the amri sheol. There are those who say that the sin in basar, because it stands for sheol, which is really means a grave. Wait, so in this comment, basar and adam are not really good. Uh, so. That is a related comment where we're seeing that, uh, in a certain sense, um, they're both reasons enough to be lowly. Do you see what's going on? In other words, it, in other words, you can't ironically think that you're all that because you're busser. Whether you're Adam or you're busser, you know you go, you have every reason, and you're going to the to the earth, and you have every reason to be humble. It's just that if you're busser and you and you realize it, so then you can always be redeemed. That's how I understand this. Uh, if if this is incorrect, then I for, then forgive me. But uh, that's how I, that's what I think this means over here. Okay, the last line on Hamad Aleph Amar Vashi Kolim Sheish Bogasus Ruach Lasof Nifchas. In the end, he's going to be diminished. Diminished Nifchas Pachot. Get it? Shenemar, as the pasuk says, as we turn to Hamad Beis at the I hope manageable time six or three a.m. Velaseis Velasapachas. See, no wide lines, Andrew. I think we got this. Laseis um, Lasapachas. Guys, this is these week's Parshios. Mitzorah. Okay. Laseis and Sapachas. These are versions of Saras. Says the Gemara. But ain't Saras as El Lashon Right? Laseis also means to lift. Aha. And the Alkol Harim Harim, the Alkol Hagvaos, Hanisaos. Yeah, Pasuk and Isaiah again. Right? That that is lifted on all the high mountains and all the hills. That's, that's Lashon of. Right, Kitisa, right, lift. The Ain Sapachas Elat Fela. Right, and Sapachas, so it's interesting, right? Laseis and Sapachas, this is a fascinating thing to mention around the Shabbos table, Parshas Mitzorah, when you're 
when you're uh, searching for a Dvar Torah. So Pachas and Seis are two ways of describing Matsura lesions. And yet, they mean two opposite things. Laseis means lifted. Sapachas means tefela. Well, maybe that's what lesion is, a raised lesion and a depressed lesion, right? Some lesions are protrusion and some lesions are uh, depressions. Be that as may, sapachas is tefela, right? Shenemar sefacheni na elachas ha-kahunos lechol pas lechem. What's going on here? Shmuel Aleph, guys. Please... Go to one of the kahunas over there, the divisions of the kahuna, to eat bread. Right? That was in Shmuel. So sepachas means sefcheni, like a sefach. Do you know what, when you, when you're get it to datzahut, when we all, when, when all you guys are gonna get it to datzahut, we make aliyah soon again, uh, with Mashiach, or before Mashiach, um, you get your two datzahut and you get your sefach. The two datzahut is like the card, and then the sefach is the, the addendum piece that comes with it that has all the names of your kids on it also. It's a Yishlachat Sefach. Sefach is the uh, attached attachment. Okay, that's what they call it. Anyways, so that's what it means. It's an attachment. Okay, so, right. So that's what he says. L'sof nifchas. That those two things are connected, says Rashi. Right, that if you think you're great, you're going to end up being the Sefach. You're going to be just an addendum. Okay, five lines then. Amr Rabbi Shubin Levi. Bo'er oh, the rewards of humility. How much does Hashem think that those who are humble are gedolim? Right, so in the days of the Mesa Mekdash, may we rebuild him here, may When a person brings a carbon ola, schar ola biyada, he gets schar for that ola. Mincha schar mincha biyada, he brings mincha, he gets schar for that. Aval misha daita shvela. But a person who is actually humble, malelava kasvakilu yikiv kola karbanos kulam. Then the Pasuk treats him as if he's brought all the karbanas. That we say every day. I mean, that I say every day. That Tara says every day. Not only that, but his prayer is not nimeses. Means that when you have a soul of humility and a broken spirit, that is greater than all the karbanas in the world. Not only that, but his tefillah is sometimes, you know, our tefillahs are despised, Andrew, unfortunately. Because if you're, if you're a uh, bad person and then you're shuckling and you're saying, oh, I want this and I love you, nobody wants to hear. If you, if you right, in human relationship, if you abuse somebody and then tell them you love them, the, that doesn't make them feel better, <laughs> okay? So similarly, if we abuse Hashem and don't listen to anything, but then we daven that we love them, that's disgusting. That's like even worse. Right. However, if we daven and we have some degree of humility that we know, right, that we're not all that, then Hashem will not take your tefillahs. Again, we're human, we're flesh and blood. We're not perfect. So by definition, our tefillahs are kind of insincere. What gives us the right to approach Hashem on any given day? That's like obnoxious, right? <laughs> and yet, if you're humble enough, then Hashem realizes that, that you, your heart is in the right place. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Person with a broken heart and depressed, Hashem could never have anything bad to say about that person, right? It's like when your children, you know, as parent, all of our relationships are made so we can understand our relationship with with Hashem better. So if with if you're with your let's say, let's say your you know you or your child or your parent anybody who does something wrong, if they genuinely feel bad, how could you how could you be angry? So Hashem understands that and accepts that, and that's what Hashem is looking for: sincerity and authenticity, Andrew. 
person who's trying to figure out what he's doing in this world and how they could best do, considers their actions deliberately. That person will merit to witness the Yeshua of Hashem. Uh, one who sets in the way, deliberately, I'm going to show him the salvation. And the word v'sam has a sin in it. It could also be read, Sham means, right, appraisal. That you think about your ways. This is Tehillim Nun. This is what we used to say last year. Anyways, next, 16 lines down, two dots. Kesan Mekana. Oh, we're back in the Sota. Uh-oh. We have an internal contradiction in the Mishnah, guys. Did you pick up on it? It says like this. Amar Amar Labifnei Let's focus in on this one contradiction. The, the husband says uh, in front of, right, said uh, to the wife in front of two witnesses, you can't be with Yankel Pipik, okay? You can't talk to him. It sounds like talking to him is a problem, right? That should constitute the next step of the Sota, which is Stira. But then the Mishnah says, But if you recall, the Mishnah said that if all she does is talk to him, is she's still connected to him. That's not stira, right? Stira requires, as the Mishnah said, actual seclusion. So again, the husband says, don't talk to the guy. And the wife is only going to be considered to have taken the next step of stira, which is going to eventually lead to the salter water, if she actually has seclusion with the guy. So which is it? Is talking to the guy a problem or is talking to the guy not a problem, right? All the guy said when he warned is don't talk to the guy. And then we know that if all she did was talk to the guy, it's kind of okay. You don't, it's not, it's not, uh, constant, does not constitute the next level. So what do you see? Alma dibur lo klumu. So is dibur yes or is dibur not? The first part of the mission makes it sound like all you have to do is warn her not to talk to him. And that counts as kinui. And the second part says that if all you do is not talk to him, it's not stira. So is Dibur bad or not? So it says the Gemara, no, no, let, let, let me explain it to you like this. I'm going to buy it. Okay, Alti Dibra, Alti Nistra, or Alti Dibra So what is it? It's like this. The only way, I'll say, I'll say it backwards and then we'll come back, that the only way that it's going to be a problem is if he says don't seclude with him. And then... She's secluded with him. In other words, if he says alt history and then she is soser, that's going to lead to the sota right progression. Every other combination is not going to be is not going to lead to so so right. So even if he says don't talk to him and she does, he she says alt debris and she does even more than that. She does history. Then uh, we're going to read it inside. You'll see. Even if that's what happens, that's not going to lead to sota, Andrew, because then it, what she did didn't really match up. To what he what he uh, warned her against the kinui means also warning right we had in daf gimel what kinui means but the point is like this <laughs> she he says don't talk to Yankel Pipik then her and Yankel Pipik are seen going into a secluded area and people say you know they were seen going to a secluded area and he says I told you not to talk to Yankel Pipik and she says I didn't talk to him right they didn't do any talking and therefore in that case she's not going to be a sosa so let's read sota. Let's read inside. If he says don't talk to him and she doesn't talk to him, if he says, uh, and, and some gears to switch these two, but it doesn't matter. If he says don't talk to him and she, not only does she, she doesn't necessarily talk to him, but she's so, she has seclusion with him. Or if he says don't have steer with him and she just talks to him, 
all those cases, it's not going to lead to sota. She could still, right, be permitted to live with him regular and eat truma if he's a coin. However, but if after being said, and this has to be added, if after he says altistery, she goes and secludes with him, right, for a long enough time, that's what triggers, right, her being usher to live with him and to eat truma. Okay, finally, the last halacha here in the... All right, so we're a little more clear about that. Fine, because again, the warning and the action have to be the same. So 11 lines up from the bottom of two dots. Amai ve'imeis choletas. The Mishnah had said this amazing thing, that if... So what, what, what's the case? The husband, right, uh, tells her, don't, I don't want you to seclude with Yankel Pippik. And then before, and then in the middle of the procedures... Let's say she does do the seclusion. We'll see what the case is. In the middle of the procedure, she does the seclusion, but they never made it over to drink the sota water, right? They, they never were able to carry this uh, procedure to fruition. So what would be the case if the, if, he, if the husband, the erstwhile husband, dies childless? So we have the whole Masechah Sivama, so we were going to learn Hadron Allah on that. And the question is, which she said, the Mishnah said, amazingly, that you don't, that... The fact is, you can't do Yibum because their relationship has been severed. But you should do Chalitza. So now the Gemara is going to ask, well, wait a minute. I mean, <laughs> which is it? If she's still connected to him, she should do Yibum. And if she's no longer connected to him, then why does she need to do Chalitza? Right? This Chalitza kind of splits the atom and it's not committing as to whether she's still con- connected to him or not. That's the essence of the question here. So the Gemara, am I? If she's still connected to him, then she should do Yibum. Right? So Amar Yosef, Amar Korah, Well, this isn't a case of divorce, but the, the, the context is a person sees, right? Right? So a person, the... the Introduction to Gershin is he finds Rahman al-San Ervas Dover. He sees that she's unfaithful in some ways. He's, suspect, he's suspecting her. So it says, go get divorced and marry somebody else. So it sounds like what triggers the separation is that he finds um, an Ervas Dover. So, but we learn from that, that we learn from that, in other words, obviously, he, he, right, if you have a Yavam, you can't have a Yavam unless you die. So it has to be our case. It has to be that he found some Ervas Davar, and then he died. Oh, so that's the case. So if he found an Ervas Davar and he died, then you have a Yavam in that case, if he dies childless, and then, so in that context, if you read through the Pesukim, you'll see that she can go marry somebody else, but she's not going to have to go to Yibam in that case. In other words, she could get divorced and go marry somebody else, in a case where she's been suspe- uh, suspected, but Yibam you're not going to do. And so that's how we learn from that Pasuk the idea that when she's suspected and then the husband dies childless, she's not going to be able to go to Yibam, but yes, she can go marry somebody else. But Rashi explains over here, it sounds like that you don't even need a get, says Rashi. The Patra, right, four lines down in the wide. The Patra Rahmanovishir In other words, if you just read the Pasuk, it sounds like what triggers the separation is the Ervas Davar, right? Kimatsa Ervas Davar. Well, it doesn't really sound like that, because actually it says 
v'chasav l'sefer krisus. And then it says, You're missing a major point. You're missing the whole Masechus Gittin, right? If he finds an Erev Hazdaver, you have to give her a Sefer Krisus, and then she goes. Okay, but if you're going to say that this Erev Hazdaver is what triggers it, so maybe the get is just like a formality. It turns out that it's not, right? You have to learn Gittin, Bez Hashem, we're going to learn it soon. But, but, but the point is, maybe what's triggered, what's triggering the separation is the Erev Hazdaver, and if what's Erva's Dover is what's triggering the separation, so then they're separated right away. And if that's the case, then she doesn't even need Chalitza. Maybe she could just go on her merry, on her merry way. I mean, like, why, you know, why can't you learn the Pasuk that way? So Amar Leh, Sir Yosef explains, Ilu Esau Milo Baya Get, is a calm down Abaye, right? If the Baal was still alive and he found an Emsa's and he found by an Erva's Dover, would anybody say, right, he just like brings it back down to earth? There is such an idea of a safer crisis and a get, right? If, in fact, the Baal, right, we're talking about a case of Yibum. So, so the guy is dead, so it's easier for us to say he's not going to give her a get because he can't give her a get anyway. And so if you can't give her a get because you're dead, and you can't do Yibum because the Pasuk says you can't do Yibum, so let her just marry somebody else without a get. Okay, so that I can understand. I can swallow that. But certainly if he was still alive and he found an Erva's Dover, he certainly would have to give her a get. She can't just go marry somebody else. We know that. That's Olive base of Gittin. So for that reason here too, we're going to say that she's going to require chalitza. All right. Or a different version of this conversation, six lines off at the bottom. Right? Rabbi Yosef quoted the Pasuk. What does it mean? That it's a good point. In other words, the husband hates her, right? And he's expelling her from the house because she's, she's no good and she's going to destroy the house with her infidelity. So what? His brother should take that on? You're going to say that he should? Like, why should he have this problem on his hands? So, yeah, so why do we let her marry somebody else? Why do we want her to ruin someone else's life? So to which as we turn to Vav Aleph, he says to him, Hey, nobody's forcing her to marry the second guy. In other words, the Yavam, that's a halacha, that you marry unwillingly, right? I mean, you have to. That's the halacha. But we're not going to impose that on you. We can't impose this mechashefa on you. You know what I mean? Like, she's in trouble. So a Torah can't, in good conscience, so to speak, in good faith, make you marry her. But here, can't she marry somebody else? Some dudes like that, I suppose, right? So then, if, that, if he's doing it by choice, they're not going to stop you. So she could. She is eligible. Like, I wouldn't recommend it, but she is technically eligible. All right, Bezat Hashem. Tomorrow we resume with that Vav. I will unfortunately not be here tomorrow, but Bezat Hashem will be here Wednesday. So I look forward to learning Dav Zayin with you. Everybody, good luck with your Pesach prep.